listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It is Shareathon 2021 for KFUO Radio. This is a special time of year for us because KFUO Radio is listener supported, which means we rely on you in order to keep us on the air so we can continue broadcasting the gospel of Christ to listeners around the world. And we do actually have listeners around the world. There's a long list of countries when we look at our stats. It is incredible the amount of people around the world that get to listen to us. And that is because of you listeners who give us your support every year during Shareathon. And if you're a newer or more recent listener to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, you might be wondering why we're doing a podcast on Shareathon when we're not actually broadcast. But <laughs> the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast is produced by KFUO Radio. All of these podcasts, our Facebook group, our Instagram page, this is all made possible by KFUO Radio. And uh, we also need your support to keep those going because without that support, we also don't have the Lutheran Ladies Lounge community on Facebook either. Mm. So there are a couple easy ways to give before we get into our program. I'm going to give those to you right now. You can give online anytime at kfuo.org slash give, or you can text KFUO to the number 41444. We've kind of begun this impromptu series on mm. the coronavirus pandemic and what that means for us because we're all kind of experiencing this thing together and processing through all of the different phases of it. We had our first episode about a year ago of the <laughs> descent into social distancing. <laughs> and descent. descent. Episode one, the descent. <laughs> <laughs> and what that what that meant for us, what it looked like, what what we were just going through all together. And it was a very cathartic moment for all of us because it was just a weird time. And we revisited that, what was that, back in January on the podcast, I think? Mm. Um, Episode two, think- The Enduring. <laughs> <laughs> of like, About a year later, what, the, mm-hmm. what, what we had learned, uh, what we had been going through since our first coronavirus episode, things that we were looking forward to, all of those kinds of things. And this third episode is the return. <laughs> Attack of the clones. We know that's wrong. Uh, that's wrong. I hope so not. Too. If that's part of this pandemic, man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's awful. No, thank so, you. So now we're, we're uh, a little bit more than a year after all of us were sent home from work, all after all of the social distancing started and after life just completely changed. But stuff is starting to return to something. And we're calling it a return to normal. We're calling it return to work. I'm still uncomfortable with that like return to normal thing because mm-hmm. not everything that we were doing before coronavirus may have been in our best interests, in our personal lives, in our work lives, maybe even in our church lives. How much of that do we actually want to go back to? Um, How much of that is even there to go back to? There's so many things. Like Life has just changed completely in the last year. There's so many things that are different now that we try to return to what we were doing before when what we were doing before either isn't possible because of health reasons. Things are just different now. We live in a... 
we're not returning to anything. We're not, there's no no return. This is just forging a new way forward. Yeah. Like phase three or whatever. Maybe that's why I feel uncomfortable. We're not going back, guys. (laughs) It's forward. You only ever go forward. You cannot go back again. Mm -hmm. You guys have just enlightened me. That is why I feel so uncomfortable about that. (laughs) It's not a return. It's just the next part of the journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come along, Sarah. There is, there's a, there's a quote that I love from, I don't remember which one of the Lord of the Rings books, but it's, it's, there is no going back though. I may return to the Shire. It will not be the same for I am not the same. Mm -hmm. And that is perfect. That is. Yeah, exactly. Like there isn't, it won't be the same because, because there's been too much change uh, Mm -hmm. among us all and we aren't the same and that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that is okay. Beautiful. And I wanted to, connecting this to share a little bit, I wanted to share um, just uh, the, the highlights of the KFUO story over the mm-hmm. last year and how we have stayed the same in some ways, but also have drastically changed. And a lot of that, or most of it, all of it, is due to our loyal listeners and our supporters who have, who have stuck with us over the last year and have really helped us to be able to continue broadcasting. So we were all sent home in March, March 13th. I will never forget that day. March 13, 2020 was our last day in the, in the studio. And from then until, well, through till now, we've all been broadcasting from home. And it, it is so incredible to think now. At the time, it didn't really, like we were just doing and, and moving forward, but we didn't have any, any interruptions in broadcasting, nope. which mm-hmm. if this pandemic had happened 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. We were able to literally take all of our stuff home on a Friday and Monday morning, we were back to our regular programming. And that is that I'm, I'm literally getting chills right now. Just thinking (laughs) thinking that process and what we all, what we all did at that time to just keep, keep going. And a lot of that is because some people may not realize that on KFUO, we have remote hosts for several of our broadcast programs. That means that our hosts aren't actually in St. Louis. They don't come to our studio to record. They're in Texas, and we had one in California, and we have one people in, in Illinois. We now have one in Minnesota. And so you have one of, in Virginia. Of- <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever been in the studio twice to record these podcasts, but because you That's know true. of listener donations, KFUO has got me, you know, all set up. You're not hearing me on like a cell phone microphone right now mm-hmm. because you know <laughs> because right. the technology exists that you know listeners can have the real experience even with people scattered, you know, to the four winds like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been just amazing. And we had a lot of that technology already in place before the pandemic even started because these were things that we were thinking through and things that were made possible because we have the the support of our listeners to be able to look at these new technologies and to stay on that cutting edge of technology so that we can have this studio quality mm-hmm. audio from wherever mm-hmm. we are. And that has been crucial for us over the last year to keep broadcasting as we were all home. We had one person, Stephanie, in studio uh, running the board and Andy was running the board from home and all of this stuff that would not have been possible had we not had support. And then we had to move Sherathon last year. Normally it's in April. It's the right. third weekend of April. And, you know, a month after this pandemic started, we're like, mm, maybe that's maybe we shouldn't do this right now. We we have other priorities, maybe. <laughs> so we moved it to June. And man, our donors showed up in June. Mm. It was amazing. And I'm, I am thankful. I know we are all just so thankful for 
the support of our donors that happened in June of last year too, that nothing was the same. It was all different. It was all crazy. We're all going through this together. And yet our listeners still showed up for us so Mm -hmm. that we're still able to, uh, in the last, I guess it's been less than a year now to this year's Shareathon, but we're still able to do all of this, which is amazing. So donors, thank you so much for sticking with us for continuing your support so that we can still broadcast the gospel of Christ through our Bible studies and all of those programs and also the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We've had so much feedback from women who found our podcast and found the Facebook group in the last year during the pandemic and are just so thankful to have this group of women because we're all separated now. So we've Mm -hmm. all been able to come together in that Facebook group to have this online community because so many of our communities moved online anyway. Um, we're able to have that community together. And I think one of the things that I think is helping me move forward into this, it's not even, we can't call it a return to normal anymore. We all decided. (laughs) You got to put a quarter in a jar every time you say the word return, Sarah. I'm making the the journey forward into the Uh into the new shire. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that has helped me to process through all of this is looking for those bright spots, those personal victories, those things that I have learned about myself and that we've learned about ourselves together as a group in order to move forward and to to move forward in a better way than maybe what we were doing before to analyze those things of of what do we actually need in our personal lives in our work lives in our friendships what do we need to have good mental health for one thing good relationships better spiritual lives better communication with people all of those those bright spots and things that we have maybe gone through hard journeys to get to <laughs> during the pandemic mm-hmm. and and had to work for. Um, but we have these bright spots now in these these ways that we're able to move forward better. I know for me, that's been working on mental health, understanding what mental health really means and being able to advocate for other people as well. We've been doing that a whole bunch on Mental Health Mondays with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman on the coffee hour. Talking through what it means to actually have good mental health and to be able to advocate for yourself. That is such a huge thing. And I think we've collectively, as a global community, kind of understood in the last year how important mental health is because all of us have struggled in one way or another. So that's that's just one of the things. So we have like a minute before we need to take a break. Rapid fire, ladies. Any bright spots in your lives that you want to like shout out before we have to take a break? I think the importance of relationships and the fact that we couldn't be around each other, and even now, even today, unless you've been vaccinated, they discourage a lot of like, even just hanging out with family. So I think that this past year has really allowed me to realize that I have underappreciated the relationships that I have with people. And so like, as we move forward and we're able to be in each other's presence again, I have this newfound appreciation for being able to be present with others, friends, family, whatever. I read more books now and I love that. And I want to keep it going that there was not a whole lot of other stuff to do. So, you know, once we all got tired of binging Netflix, it was, you know, (laughs) the bookstore was right there. I mean, it wasn't right there, but you know, the bookstore delivers to you. And Uh uh, it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been wonderful to sort of recultivate some habits that the internet had almost driven out of me in terms of my reading. Yeah. And I, I would say that I have really grown in a better understanding of 
what some of my unhealthy habits were, mm-hmm. which is the you, you have to understand that before you can start looking at what changes you might want to make. And that's been that's been a real blessing. Yeah. Fantastic. We need to take a quick break, which is not a thing we normally do. This is a little odd, but it is share so we need to take a break. You can give anytime online at kfuo.org slash give, or you can text KFUO to the number 41444. We will be right back. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. Welcome back to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And this is a special KFUO Radio share 2021 edition of the podcast, which is why there's breaks in this when we normally don't have any <laughs> breaks. But we are talking today about what we were calling the return to normal or return to work at the beginning of this podcast, but what we are no longer calling that because we decided that's not the appropriate term. <laughs> so this is our journey into a, a new way of living post-pandemic, which is a way longer way of saying that. <laughs> But this is Sherathon. We want to give you, our listeners, a chance to give us your support because without your support, we are not able to keep doing this podcast. So we need your support. You can give online right now or anytime at kfuo.org slash give. You can text KFUO to 41444. So we're talking about our journeys into this. I don't even know what to say anymore. (laughs) We'll just call it the nextening. Yes. Sure. Whatever comes next, the next thing. So before we went to break, Erin, you had mentioned that one of the, the things that you've learned was actually the things that you don't want to do moving forward. And I think that's a very valid thing mm. to think about and to consider all of the things that we want to just kind of leave behind us. So can you unpack yeah. that a little bit more? Sure. So something that it took me a little bit at the beginning of everything when it all shut down to figure out, because that was such a stark immediate Mm -hmm. change, right? Mm -hmm. And took me a while to process. And part of why it was, I think, especially hard for me is because I had gone into it in a more unhealthy mental state than I realized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I didn't really identify what my baseline had been until, you know, probably probably around this time last year when I was really processing through what that looked like. So it took me a solid month or so to to actually realize that. But essentially, what I found was that I tend to be an introvert. And Sarah, I know you you also share that. (laughs) And I often will finish a week if it's been an intense week at the office and a lot going on where I've basically spent all of my my people time energy doing fairly shallow surface level interactions with people but I've exhausted it all and so then I then I get to my downtime and I want I need I don't want people time then because I don't have any of it left and so I thought about it and I compared it to like junk food where you fill up on junk food oh. and you never get like the really nutritious meal. And so it's not satisfying, but you're full and you don't want to eat because you're full of junk. 
<laughs> but you yeah. also aren't getting the nutrition you need. That's what yeah. I, that's the sort of analogy that I came up with as I was processing through it. So I went from having malnutrition leading up to the pandemic and then like went on a starvation diet and that turned out to be a terrible combination. <laughs> it was like, now you won't interact with anyone at all. And I'm like, oh, that, that did not, that was a bad it would have been rough regardless, but it was especially, it took me a while to figure out why it was particularly difficult. So during this year, having identified that, that's been something I've then worked on and considered right now, how can I intentionally work on getting those really good, satisfying personal interactions with friends and family, people I'm close to, that I I love those interactions. And so during the pandemic, it's been more of a how do I make sure I get that? Mm-hmm. But now that we are heading into post-pandemic times and I'll be heading back into the office, I'm contemplating how do I how do I avoid falling into the same trap? How am I going to not have consistently finishing the week feeling drained from interactions mm-hmm. so that I I'm like I don't I don't have time for the for the personal people interactions that are actually satisfying and essential, mm-hmm. how do I, how am I going to have a better balance? And I don't, I don't know the answer yet, but that is something that I have been thinking about as I contemplate starting to return into more of those regular casual interactions. It's not that people at work, Brie, I interact with you at work. It's delightful. It does not drain me. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> and that, that's not at all. I'm not saying that those interactions aren't important, but they aren't the personal, deeper relationship interactions that everyone needs. And how do I reserve that, some of that energy for those things so that I'm not declining and I'm like, no, I got to stay home. I'm just, I'm just, I'm totally worn out. I need, I need the time to recover so that I can head back to work next week and, you know, do, do my best there. I don't know what that'll look like, but it's something that because I'm aware of it, I'm trying to be very, think about it and, and start to be strategic about what are things things don't have to just go back to the way they were Mm -hmm. and what might some changes be that I could put in place so that I don't find myself finishing the work day and the work week drained so extensively. And it wasn't even every week. People I work with, please don't feel like I'm I'm bagging on you. I'm not. Um, but <laughs> this is just me and how I'm wired and me contemplating my own my own makeup. So those are my thoughts. Do you guys have anything similar that you are contemplating that you don't want to pick up again as things do start to move move into a, a post-pandemic era? I agree with you 100% that as awful as the pandemic has been, there have been some real blessings to come out of it physically, mentally, spiritually, socially. In my case, the pandemic hit about, oh, eight months after I'd made a major life change, you know, following my husband to the Navy, becoming Mm -hmm. a homeschool mom. And I was still feeling in in my near memory a time when I had been a very full-time working mother with my kids all in school and scheduled to the max, you know, three Mm -hmm. sports per kid plus piano lessons and youth group (laughs) and confirmation and, you know, and there was never any time for us. 
so what the pandemic did for our family was just got rid of all of that. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in years, we had more time, more space as a family, as individuals, than frankly, we knew what to do with at first. But it has enabled us with all that clutter cleared out to think about what are the things we want to let back in? But how can we put walls up around this family space and around this personal space, you know, so that we have, we still have time for things like, hey, mom, would you teach me how to bake a cake? Hey, mom, mm. can we just sit here and talk about alligator snapping turtles for a while? Yes. Um, <laughs> conversation. Can I just sit on the back deck and linger over coffee and think deep theological thoughts? Mm. Yes, I can. And it's not a waste. And it's not something that I have to shove aside so that I can get back to quote unquote, real life and responsibilities Mm -hmm. and activities. And so I think we'll all try to be a lot more just well, maybe they won't their kids. I will try to be a lot more (laughs) discerning going forward about how we can still continue to have the time and space for some really deep, peaceful, important work as individuals and as as a family. And that I hope we can keep because I don't want to ever go back to being as busy and as frazzled and, uh, you know, as the way we were before all this hit, because I don't think that was the way we were meant to live. Yeah. yeah, I am on board with both of you being an introvert and also being someone who I think had something going on every weeknight of every week. There was just so much happening. I think as introverts, we've gone through a weird thing collectively of trying to understand the fact that we actually do need people, but the way that we need people is very different from how extroverts need people. And (laughs) it doesn't actually mean that we want to be, and this doesn't go for every introvert. Some introverts are totally fine being in a house all day without talking to anybody. I'm not one of those. I actually do need interactions and I didn't know that about myself. Um, and, and that made it really hard at the beginning of the pandemic. It was like, oh, I actually need people, but how do I need people? <laughs> and in, in what way do I actually want those interactions? So Aaron, I I'm I, I resonate with what you're saying about about needing the the deeper interactions and the the meaningful intentional conversations with people. I think so I'm not repeating what both of you just said. I think another thing that because of all of this stuff going on, a lot of times I just feel really like frazzled and I'm not managing my time well, or I'm just, I'm, I'm so scatterbrained that I'm just like kind of, I'm reacting to the things that are happening on my calendar instead of planning for stuff Mm. and carving out time for things. And now that we're going back to having more things in life and and having to plan out my bike commutes and having to plan out Mm. when I have meetings and all these things of, of being more intentional and forward thinking about how I plan my days on what days that I do certain things, what days that I just block out three hours where I just don't do anything because I need that rest time. And during my work day too, of being more intentional with what I do on what days and, and making better use of my time. Because when I was working from home, I got real good at that time management because I had no, intera- no interactions, no distractions. It was just mm-hmm. me at my desk getting my work done and it was beautiful. And now that I'm going back to having more of those incidental conversations, how I bring my time management skills back into the workplace so that I get my work done and I'm not going home at seven o'clock every night because that's not good for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's definitely a thing that I want to leave behind the reactivity to the calendar Mm. and have a much more proactive approach to to planning things and making sure I have time for myself as well. I am not an introvert by, 
No way. But as painful as the first several months of the pandemic were, there was sort of a temporary return, quote unquote, back in the fall um, mm-hmm. of returning to the IC. And I, I begged and pleaded. I was like, please, I need to go back to the office. I need <laughs> to see people. Uh-huh. And, and so I went back for a little bit and then everyone had to go back home again in November. And I don't really know what happened in the months since, but I have really gotten accustomed to being by myself, being with myself and my husband and just sort of letting that be what it is. And just really finding contentment in like simple everyday, like just very low contact opportunities. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what happened, but I'm okay with it now. Huh. That's good. That's awesome. Well, we've all learned something. We've all wanted to leave something behind in a very good way and move forward into the the next thing. We have more to talk about, but we need to take another break. It is Shareathon 2021 with KFUO Radio. You can give your support now for KFUO Radio to keep us broadcasting the gospel of Christ to listeners worldwide. You can give at any time at kfuo.org slash give, or you can text KFUO to the number 41444. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies on Podcast. Welcome back to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It is Shareathon 2021 for KFUO Radio. It is time for you, our listeners, to consider giving us your support to help us stay on the air, to help us keep broadcasting uh, both all of the KFUO programs on the air and also podcasts like this one. KFUO has podcasts like End Goals from LCMS Youth Ministry and the LCMS Life Ministry podcast, Friends for Life. All of those things are made possible because of your donations to KFUO Radio. You can give anytime at kfuo.org slash give, or you can text KFUO to the number 41444 to give via your mobile device. We are having a conversation, the third in our series, The Return, which is not actually The Return. It is the journey into the new whatever is happening next. You have to say it like that. You have to put, you got to put that spin. The journey. The journey. The new thing, the next thing that will be happening post-pandemic in, in this new way of, of living and all the things that we've learned that we want to move forward with or the things that we want to leave behind. And Brie, it's your turn to talk about something. And I know you manage a group of people, right? And you have a lot of things that you've considered about what this return to work actually yes. looks like for those people. That's That's correct. So, I mean, we can hot potato this around, but in the last segment, we kind of talked about you know, working from home and what does it mean to go back into the office and what habits can I, what good habits can I bring with me, but then cast aside any sort of bad habits that no longer are a part of me now that I'm sort of working by myself without a whole lot of interruptions. So I think one of the things that I first want to remark about in terms of how we've all had to change the way we go to work or go to school or just live our lives in general. If anything, the last year has taught me a lot about grace Mm. and the importance of empathy, which is my favorite word of all time. 
Yes. Um, you know, we <laughs> we hear these funny stories of like newscasters who are like dre- they're they're like suit and tie but then they're sitting at their desk and they have basketball shorts on and like mm-hmm. their webcam sees that they're wearing these basketball shorts and it's everyone's laughing it's hilarious my husband i think gave a presentation in class maybe last semester i'm totally selling him out right now and i don't even care oh. like he, <laughs> nice button-up shirt he might have been wearing a tie but he was totally wearing basketball shorts during the presentation. <laughs> so it was like profesh up top, comfort on the bottom sort of scenario. So it's a mullet work style. It's a mullet. It's a mullet work style. You know, we and it's totally acceptable now. Yeah, like we. This pandemic has brought has shed a light. I think on the humanity of our coworkers. Like mm-hmm. in the past we would go, we would do our nine to fives Monday through Friday. You could choose to be friends or be close with any of them. But now you're like, we were literally forced to look into each other's homes and basements. And what, <laughs> my favorite pastime, I think last year was not necessarily judging, but like looking into like, how do people, how do people decorate their home offices? And like, just, <laughs> thinking that it's so cool that there's this element of humanity now that we get to see whether you think it's a privilege or not like we get to see people we got to see people outside of that whole formal workplace atmosphere and so I think that there's a refreshing element to that and it's a good reminder that we might carry certain titles with us we might have certain position descriptions and tasks and responsibilities that we need to fulfill but at the end of the day we're all human beings you know we're mm-hmm. we're wives and sisters and daughters and moms and we all sort of relate in that way part of this pandemic has really been kind of special because we we've been able to have that peek inside other people's lives and so because we needed that element, I'm just thinking about how we really needed that element of grace back then, because a lot of people were like teaching their kids in the in the house while they were supposed to be at work. And, you know, I'm in the middle of this meeting with executives, but my dog, if, if I don't take him outside, he's going to like sing the song of his people for three hours. Like people were living their lives. People were living their lives while they were also at work. And so I think the lesson of, of treating each other with grace and understanding and embracing that has been a really powerful thing for me as a manager. But then I also kind of have to remember that this whole return to work scenario is a whole new adjustment. And so, you know, you are going to have people who are worried because they could get up every day and, you know, sit down at eight o'clock, crank out their work until five and be like, wow, this is amazing. I am more productive now than I ever was in the workplace. I have, I have people on my team who are like that. And I'm, and I think that's great. And let's try to accommodate that if we can. But at the same time, for those of us who absolutely must go back in, you know, we don't we don't really have a choice in the matter. One of the things that I think I would encourage you all to be mindful of and to really, I think, embrace this even as a team, something I'm going to be communicating with my team is the importance of boundaries. 
I don't know if your departments are anything like mine, but we all kind of have an open door policy where someone can just like pop in and sit down and start talking. And I think what we really should be able to do, what we should really be comfortable doing is saying either A, telling somebody I really don't have time for this right now without trying to offend the other person (laughs) or when we need to go talk to somebody, being mindful that you should probably ask them if they have a minute before you just roll in there and sit down and start talking. So I think not only as a manager, but but even when we're dealing with our coworkers, I think it's really important for everyone to realize that we're all sort of readjusting to this. There are some things that people really loved about working from home that they don't want to look back on and, and bring back to the office. There are some people who probably those very same things they want to continue to do. But I think the important thing to remember is, you know, we need to be able to respect each other's boundaries. We all value our time in different ways. We all value our relationships in the workplace in varying ways. And so I think being able to communicate openly with our coworkers about what is important to us at that time is a, I think, a particularly helpful strategy and just accepting that, you know, maybe being overly social or or significantly social in the workplace pre-COVID was an okay thing, but we need to be willing to embrace these differences that people are bringing with them back to the office. That starts with being empathetic and listening and openly communicating with people that that's what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. Speaking of different experiences, I mean, you, you three all are, you know, people who work in offices who have been working from home for the past year. I'm not. I'm a freelancer slash solo parent while my husband seems to be forever deployed, <laughs> homeschool mom, you know, homemaker, all of that. But I think what we've learned throughout this pandemic is work is work. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing work, that's worthy of respect. You yep. know, and I huge shout out to the people who never had the opportunity to work from home, who had to yeah. go in, put on a mask, wear it for eight hours a day mm-hmm. and be do those essential jobs. I was recently chatting with the guys at the, our auto repair shop. And while we were talking, an insurance adjuster called and they were joking around about how this guy was probably lounging poolside with a martini, you know, and calling it work <laughs> because that's that was their, their perception of what it must be like to be a white collar worker working mm. from home. And mm-hmm. I said, well, no, probably shoved into a corner of the living room and interrupted by a two year old every few minutes is the <laughs> more realistic <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> depiction of working from home. And I, I think they came away from that conversation with a little bit more respect for a kind of work that they had thought was maybe not as honorable as as what they were doing. But I came away from it with a with a huge respect for them and for what they do. Mm. And I think the ultimate takeaway from this exchange is that This past year has been hard on all working people, Mm -hmm. whether you have been like me trying to keep kids' education moving forward from home, whether you've been an essential worker going into work every day, whether you've been trying to adjust to a new way, a new paradigm of being productive as a work-from-home employee, you have had to learn and grow and change and rise to the challenge that is before you. And now as we shift paradigms yet again, you will have the opportunity to learn and grow and change and rise to the challenges again. But 
what you do, the work, the contribution you make to the larger society, whatever that may be, is valuable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so worthy of respect. And I think I have just become aware of that in new ways over the past year. And I hope we can maintain that awareness, that respect, that appreciation for all of our workers going forward. Yeah. Thank you for saying that better than I did. (laughs) There is a flip side too. I mean, we're talking about this from a a return to work because three of us have been working from home, but my husband has been working back in in the bike shop, uh, you know, public facing retail work since May of last year. And he and I had these conversations of like, I'm, I miss people and it's, it's hard for me to be alone in my house all day. But he's on the flip side of that of like, I have to go to work and I have to like, try not to worry about the fact that I might be getting infected with the virus every time somebody comes into our store. So yes, Rachel, there's, there's this respect on both sides of all of us have had, even if we are working from home, or we haven't ever actually worked from home, there's that respect of, of understanding that everybody is coming at this from a different different place. And, and we're all kind of coming through it in a different way with different worries and fears and, and expectations for what it means moving forward. We have a spiritual angle. Of course, we have to hit on that before yeah. we wrap up this episode. It is share 2021 for KFUO Radio, which produces this podcast and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group, Instagram page, all of those things. Uh, listeners, we would love for you to consider supporting us during this time. We need your support to stay on the air, to keep broadcasting all of these programs on KFUO Radio, including this podcast. You can give anytime at kfuo.org slash give. You can text KFUO to the number 41444 to give on your mobile device. Easy ways to give. We will be right back with one more conversation. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast. Welcome back to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It's share 2021 on KFUO Radio, and KFUO Radio is the producer for this podcast Woo! and for our Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group and Instagram page. So this is the time of year when we ask our listeners to consider supporting us. We are a listener-supported radio station and producer of all of these podcasts and all of the other resources that we put out. So we rely on your support to keep broadcasting and to keep sharing the love of Christ to listeners worldwide. And we do, in fact, have listeners worldwide. It is really, really incredible. So you can give anytime at kfuo.org slash give. You could do that immediately after listening to this podcast, in fact, or you could just do it right now while I'm telling you all the rest of the ways you can give. You can also give by texting KFUO to the number 41444, an easy way to do it on your mobile device. We're wrapping up our conversation in this last segment of the podcast, and I mentioned we're going to talk about the spiritual angle, which is a very important thing for us to reflect on and consider, especially with all of the uncomfortable maybe things that have happened in our church families, in our church body over the last year, just things that we weren't really expecting to have to deal with, and maybe some good bright spots too in our spiritual lives that have happened. So Rachel, where do you want to go with this? Yeah, we've talked about mental health. We've talked some about physical health and social health. But this pandemic was challenging for us in a spiritual sense. Absolutely, for sure. It required a kind of fasting that we as Lutherans are, and, and you know, just more broadly Christians, citizens of the developed Western world, <laughs> we are not used to or particularly comfortable with giving things up. We do it a little bit in Lent, 
but not on this scale. And yet we know that God can use times of fasting to help us grow spiritually. It's something that, you know, Christ says when you fast and talks about the way that God regards that. So we fasted from social interaction, from potlucks. I miss the potlucks, from church, <laughs> from the, even from the Lord's Supper. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a reminder never, ever, ever to take any of that stuff for granted. But we fasted from so many things, and yet it has opened up space in many cases for spiritual growth that might not have happened and for gifts that we might not have received or even been aware of before this long, awful fast. So mm -hmm. I'll open the question up for you. What gifts have you received spiritually during this time? How has your spiritual perspective changed? And now we're getting on to, and I'm going to like hit myself in the face if I say the new normal, but that's the way we talk about it. Mm. <laughs> the new normal, quarter in the jar, I know. <laughs> I feel like new normal is better than back to normal. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's implying that it's it's there's a change. So yeah. Oh, let's put a nickel in the jar. All right. Okay. Nickel, <laughs> not a quarter. <laughs> it, you know, we look we look back historically, and you all know I love history and in particular mm -hmm. like social history lived by the actual real people on the ground. People who lived through the depression still wash and save their saran wrap. Speaking mm -hmm. from a personal encounter here. You know that <laughs> People who lived through World War II still carry those those memories, those scars. People who lived through the civil rights movement, it changed their perspective on things forever. So mm -hmm. what spiritually is going to stay with you from this past year for the rest of your life? I'm going to say the importance of worshiping amongst other people, particularly mm. Also partaking of the Lord's Supper. I think that there is just something that I, something so special about, can I say corporate worship? Is that the right yes. Yes. terminology? Yeah, it is. perfect. That I personally took for granted in, in years prior to 2020. There's a time in my life where I would have been like, yeah, I just want to go to the live stream. I just want to roll out of bed and like walk three feet to my living room and just watch it be live streamed. But I mean, and it was neat. It was kind of neat at first. You could be like, I'm going to church with my dog. This is awesome. But like now, it, like it, eventually <laughs> it, it, the novelty of it wore off and it wasn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel the same, you know? And, and that's not to say that, that God's presence was any different because we know he doesn't change, but it just didn't feel right. I think there's something about even even when you've got pews roped off and, you know, one family per pew and we're all trying to get by with those regulations. And I really pray for our church and her leaders as as they make these decisions about more people coming back. But there is something so special about taking the Lord's Supper and worshiping amongst other people that. I think forever will be cemented in my mind that there's a that it feels right for a reason when you when you're able to worship like that and hopefully I never lose sight of that again because <laughs> it just it is that's that's how we were meant to be as, mm -hmm. as people as God's creation. Yeah. 
I think I would wager a guess that that's probably the biggest one for all of us mm. is that that thing that we missed, many of us missed for a long time that we will never take for granted. Along those lines, I am even more so aware of the presence of our church music in our congregations. Mm. During the pandemic, my husband and I and another three or four people were the congregation for our recorded virtual services. So when everyone else had to stay away from church, we were that core group of like less than 10 people because you could only have 10 people. We were the ones that were in church every week. So it was this weird, weird realization that it was only this privileged, quote unquote, privileged few people that could actually be together in church every week during those long months. And we were still singing, but there was nobody singing with us. And it was a strange mm. thing to live through. And when everyone came back those first couple of services, uh, when we were allowed to have, what, 25% of our capacity, it was a magical thing. Because there were people finally, I remember standing in the balcony, like, I'm going to cry now. I remember standing in the balcony and there were voices with us. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's people there. And I forgot, I like, I forgot what it sounded like to sing with other people. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. And then I, wow, I didn't think Even I was going to get emotional about that. <laughs> Even now. Um, and then Easter, because, you know, Easter last year was, was hard. It mm. was just hard, yep. full stop. And this year coming into Easter and having brass and having a full mm. choir Having an, an Easter service, I don't think any of us will ever take Easter for granted again, no, or no. or Lent, or Easter Vigil, or all of those services during Holy Week because we were able to be together. And I think this year's Easter really made us realize even more what a festival that is and what we are actually celebrating because even in the midst of all of this death, we have this promise of life. So being able to make all of that glorious music again together was just uh, apparently it apparently it hit me a lot harder than I thought it did. Right, you got <laughs> I like it. So a, a pastor friend of mine was talking with me about it and he was he used the term it's the mutual conversation and consolation of the brethren mm -hmm. which is something yeah. apparently from some one of our Lutheran books. Yes, it is. Which is not my <laughs> It's not my forte compared to others of you. But he's like, there can be a case made that that is actually one of the means of grace. It's how God gives us the gifts is when we are with our brothers and sisters and they can speak the word to us and mm -hmm. we hear it in that. And that's, there's nothing like that. For me, something that I really appreciated was more of this time of like fasting and being away gave me the opportunity to really strive to develop a better discipline of my own with personal time in the mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. And I gave thought to it and I was like, knowing myself, I need that to be part of my automatic routine. I'm not at the level where I'm just going to like, oh, yeah, I'll work that in at some point because <laughs> I will never forget to do it. And I was like, it has to be part of my automatic daily. I always do this. And for me, that means it has to be part of breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've inserted like my my personal devotion time is part of my breakfast each day. I do Bible reading while I'm getting ready. I listen to it. 
And that's Mm. been a joy and something I've even discovered recently. So I'm in two different Bible studies where we're studying books of the Bible. And so I've actually inserted into my rotation that once I finish reading one chunk, then I go back and read the two books that I'm currently studying. And it's been really cool mm. how much more things I start to notice when mm. when you hear it again and again. So I'm I'm yeah. this in this Bible yep. study studying Mark and another one studying Revelation. And hearing those on a regular basis, it helps me start to be able to make connections yep. that I wouldn't have because these are not swift Bible studies that I'm in. And so <laughs> so it, it has helped me start to draw connections to how the, the whole picture fits together. And that's been a delight to learn and realize. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate and value that and definitely want to hold on to that that blessing that's come out of this. Yeah, a pandemic is just long enough to change your habits. Yeah. And so to the extent that they've (laughs) we've had the time and space to do that. I know for me, you have morning devotions. Mine is bedtime prayers have become more faithful and more more disciplined. And uh, you know, it's been it's been a good thing. I also have become a little bit more faithful in my giving. To bring this back full circle, because Mm -hmm. those six, eight weeks last spring where I got zero church, I missed it so badly, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I never want the church to be taken away from me again. And if my gifts can help ensure that those stores stay open for myself and for other people, I need to make that a bigger priority because the church is too good not to do that. And I'm going to lump right back into that KFUO is too good not to be investing in because how much would we miss it if it were gone? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been such a strength to so many people throughout this time of isolation. If you aren't grateful for things, if you don't invest in them, they can be taken away. And none of us wants that. So I'm really thankful that the pandemic has sort of called me on a little bit of laziness with regard to (laughs) my my, uh, investment in the work of the church. Yes, we have heard so many stories from people who are so grateful for the worship services and Bible studies that we've been able to keep on the air even during this pandemic. When people weren't in churches, we were still able to broadcast the services that people were putting together for virtual services. So it has been a blessing to a lot of people, and that is made possible by donations from our listeners. So during the share 2021, you can give your support to KFUO Radio. You can give online at kfuo.org give, or you can text KFUO to the number 41444. We are so very thankful for all of your listener support for KFUO Radio during this year. If you're a Lutheran lady and want to join our community, you can find us in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also follow our page on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Brie could just be like, my turn. Yeah. (laughs) Pass me the mic. 
I'll take it from here. Ooh, me. And Ooh, that's me, Sarah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oops.